Good morning. It's good to be with you on this Monday morning as we uh, finish up our time in 2 Corinthians. We have two more sections to finish up before we finish up 2 Corinthians. We have, we're in chapter 13 today. We're going to be reading 13 through um, verse 1 through verse 10. So we'll take this first section today and then we'll finish up 2 Corinthians tomorrow through the end of the chapter, just three verses tomorrow. So a little bit shorter. But um, it's been fun to walk through um, 2 Corinthians together. Hope you've enjoyed it. I, I should have an answer by tomorrow, <laughs> kind of where we're going to be um, in the days to come, because, you know, we'll start something else. I'm kind of thinking about doing something in the Old Testament, you know, kind of flip-flopping, maybe old, new, old, new. So, um, But I'd love to hear from you. Um, comment below, message me uh, with any um, places you'd like to see us uh, go next in our in our readings. So now, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, 1 through 10. This is the third time I am coming to you. Any charge must be sustained by the evidence of two or, of two or three witnesses. I warned those who sinned previously and all the others, and I warned them now while absent, as I did when present on my second visit, that I may come again. I will not be lenient. Did you desire proof that Christ is speaking in me? He is not weak in dealing with you, but is powerful in you. For he was crucified in weakness, but lives by the power of God. For we are weak in him. But in dealing with you, we will live with him by the power of God. Examine yourselves to see whether you are living in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless, unless indeed you fail to meet the test. I hope that you will find out that we have not failed. But we pray to God that you may not do anything wrong. Not that we may, may appear to have met the test, but that you may do what is right, though we may seem to have failed. For we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. For we rejoice when we are weak and when you are strong. This is what we pray for, that you may become perfect. So I write these things while I am still away from you, that when I come, I may not have to be severe in using the authority the Lord has given me for the building up and not for the tearing down. So see Paul here continue to say, you know, I'm coming, guys, and um, I will come in the authority that I have been given. I've tried not to it. We see Paul say several times in his writings that I have spoken with meekness. I have spoken with weakness. In fact, some say my weakness makes me weak. My humility makes me weak, but I will come in authority. Um, uh, so I'll write these things while I'm away, for, away from you, that when I come, I may not have to be severe and use the authority the Lord has given me for the building up and not for the tearing down. So he says, I, I want to be humble. But you guys got to knock it off. <laughs> you guys, you, get, you guys just got to knock it off. And so, you know, it's interesting to me. We live in a time, it seems like, of such conflict, don't we? You know, I think we have almost this wrong idea of what the church should be. Um, this utopian vision of the church that everything's always perfect in the church. Everything's always great. There's no conflict. Everything is wonderful. Nothing but unicorns and rainbows. And when you see both of the Corinthians, first and second, you see that's not the case. You see repeated conflict in Corinth. In the first letter, the second letter, he says, when I come, you know, I can come that he was, he was powerful. He's powerful in his, he was crucified in weakness, but lives in power for we're weak in him. But in dealing with you, we live with him by the power of God. In other words, that Paul says, I, I will come with power if I need to, to set you right. So we see there's conflict in the church and Huh. You know, in the United Methodist Church, which I'm a member of, uh, we see conflict in our denomination. Our Baptist friends are going through conflict in theirs. Every church has conflict. It gets so 
It's so easy, I think, in the midst of conflict to write off the church, isn't it? It's so easy to say, why am I doing this? You know, if all they do is fuss and fight, if all we do is fuss and fight, then why, why am I here? And I think it's so easy for us to get the wrong idea of what church is and get the wrong idea of how a church is structured because the church is made up of people like me or you. And there's, there's an old, I think it's Will Rogers, uh, that had a line that I love so much. He said, I would not be part of any, any organization that would have me as a member. So any organization made up of people is going to have conflict. Be it a church, be it a civic organization, be it whatever. If it's made up of human beings, it's going to have conflict. It's going to have problems because people are imperfect creatures. We're all imperfect. We all mess up. We all fall. We are all broken. We all have, if it's got humans, it's going to have struggles. So don't give up on the church. Don't give up on the church. It'd be so easy to. It'd be so easy in the midst of a world that's broken. And frankly, friends, in the midst of a church that's broken, it'd be so easy to just say, you know what? I don't, I don't need that. I don't, I don't need the trouble of church. I don't need these things. I can find Jesus on my own. I can read my Bible on my own. I don't need the church. And the reality is we, we don't need the church for salvation. The Bible says if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, we shall be saved. Romans 10, 9. Whosoever will believe will not perish but have eternal life. John 3, 16. Going to church doesn't save you. It doesn't. Jesus saves you. But we need each other. We need the community we find in the church. We need the accountability we find in the church. I always think about something Dr. Bryson used to always say when I was at Mississippi College. Dr. Bryson would say, it's amazing how often when it's just me and Jesus, how often Jesus agrees with me. We need folks walking beside us who may disagree with us even, who can hold us accountable and can help us to see things from a different perspective. We need others speaking into our life. We need the shared ministry and mission of the church. We need we need the shared resource of the church. We need the worship of the church. We see over and over and over and again in Scripture how important worship is and how the church is called to be the worshiping body of Christ. We see in Revelation this notion that all the church those saints of old, those saints that are yet to come, us, that we will cast down our golden crowns around the glassy sea and sing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, that we will worship God for all of eternity and in union, in community as the church. And so when we read all of Corinth, all of Corinthians, when we read all these things and we see all the conflict they had, it's easy to want to give up on church. Lord knows it is. But we need the church. We need the church. I tell the story about man laws who are saints. I, I'm, I, can't, I can't make in-law jokes because my in-laws are just too awesome. And uh, there was a season where they were looking for a new church home in the midst of some conflict. <laughs> conflict. Um, but they were trying to be peaceful in the midst of some challenging times. And uh, they were looking for a church home. And um, they, they were kind of church shopping around the Brookhaven area, and they they had some of their favorites, but they didn't really know where they'd go. And um, there was a terrible situation where there was a tragedy in the community. And my mother-in-law looked at my father-in-law and said, if something were to happen to us, what preacher would we call? That, that's always stuck with me. If something were to happen, what preacher would we call? We need a church family, y'all. We do. It's just plain as day to me that 
we need people around us. When John Wesley wrote, the Bible does not speak of solitary religion. We need a community around us. We need a community of brothers and sisters around us. We need people praying for us, people encouraging us, people that support us, people who love us, people who are just there for us when we need. People that point us to Jesus. People that can speak truth into our lives when we may have drifted away. People that love us no matter what. I was I was running a 5K in Oxford many, many, many years ago when I ran. And uh, if you've ever been in Oxford, you know Oxford is nothing but hills and hollows. Just up and down, up and down, up and down. So I started this 5K and about five minutes into it, I wanted to just throw up and die. I just did. I was done. I was so like, I can't do this. I can't do this. But I was running with a group of friends and they encouraged me. And I wanted to throw up and die. And they wouldn't let me quit. They kept walking with me. They kept running with me. There's times in our life, y'all, we just want to throw up and die. When life is hard. We don't know what to do and we, we're very unsure. And it's in those moments we need the church the most. Corinth paints a difficult picture of the church that's not always easy. But Paul believes in the church because it's the body of Christ. And friends, I believe in the church. I do. Being a preacher is not always easy, particularly in these days. But I believe in the church. I believe in the church. And I need the church because the church helps me be holy. The church helps me be faithful. So, I pray that no matter where you are, you have a church body that you love and that loves you and that walks with you through your life because we all do need the church. So um, I hope you have a church family. If you don't, I'd love to talk to you about my church family. So today we're going to, uh, today we finish up uh, this section of 2 Corinthians. Uh, we finish up 2 Corinthians tomorrow. will be our last, uh, last day of 2 Corinthians. So uh, join us as we finish up this book tomorrow. Thanks for being with us. I hope you enjoy this video or this podcast, however you received it. And uh, may God bless you in this day. Have a great day.